0: Hello and welcome to The Boy and The Bear. I'm Scott, a fan of the Tabletoppers Rangers.
1: Bloody hell. I'm Patrick, a fan of the currently not-so-mighty Glasgow Celtic. (laughs) Before we get started, (laughs) it would be great if you could subscribe to our podcast wherever
2: you may listen and follow us at BoyBearPod on Instagram and X, formerly
1: known as Twitter. Everyone says formerly known as Twitter now, I think
2: you're meant to say it now, aren't you? Yeah, do you actually have to? I think you
0: actually have to, yeah. Well, Elon sue you if you don't like Sevco Formerly known as Rangers <laughs> Celtic Formerly known as Champions
1: <laughs> If you enjoy the podcast Please do send the link To listen to all your mates And group chats uh, This is something we really Actually want to Properly ask you this week, if you are listening to this, please just take two seconds to copy-paste the link and send it on to any of your mates who also like football, particularly Scottish football. Uh, We'd love to see the listenership continue to grow. So thanks very much in advance for doing that.
2: Now, in a week that Celtic have struggled again, and Rangers making eight wins on the bounce since the return from the winter break, seeing them top the table for the first time since August 2022 means we have more than enough to cover on this week's pod, gentlemen. Got bad
1: news, actually. Um gonna have to change my trivia question.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if uh, you let Scotty go first <laughs> 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 By the way, fifty fifty is still would they got it right? because he doesn't listen to me anyway.
0: No. Scotty, you're up you're up first in the compliments, pal. Thank you. So it's i it's one of those weeks, isn't it, where the Celtic struggle, but I, I have to say I was torn between the man that we've ripped so many times in this podcast, Joe Hart. No, he's at fault for the goal. So I'm not allowing it. But I'm going to go with a man that has been slaughtered by not only myself, but Neymar in the past, Anthony R- R- Ralston. I thought his. Sorry, you talking delivery... about
1: Neymar or Anthony Ralston or both? Ah, you've lost me completely, mate.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I just meant like Anthony Ralston get gets ripped by me, you the Celtic support, and then Neymar as well. So I just thought. I reckon uh, the Na- I reckon the Neymar one got to him a little bit more. Are, are yeah, probably. i six years I'm ago a, when he was 18. Well, well, I'm just living in the past, isn't um Shock. <laughs> yeah, <you're fast. laughs> so my compliments to him this week. I thought he had a lovely pick out for the opener. It was a really nice, you know. To pick that out to see it in a crowded box, I thought it was a really nice uh, moment to play, and that's kind of where it ended.
2: Yeah. Lovely. Well, yeah. I'd agree with that. Just 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 quickly, right? Because <clears throat> we we do talk about this, and if Joe Hart ever listens to this podcast, like <clears throat> he's, sorry. He's, Joe. Gonna be, he's gonna be at your door. But seriously, boys, right? The goal. Now it's not a goalkeeping error. It's Bernabeu. It's actually just ability. It's just ability. Like it's I think personally, Jack Butlin saves that. He just looks my, it's not a, It's not a, super jacks. It's man. not like a, a like a towering header or like a header with like loads of power or that. Like he almost saves it behind the line and then like pushes it into the corner net. And yes, I know he made a couple of good saves before that where like hit him and stuff. I don't deny that, but just just I think I've watched Johart four or five times this season where I have thought that shouldn't have gone in, and it's not a mistake. It's just ability.
1: Well, normally I'd agree with you, but I actually think uh, my genuine opinion is that jo- Joe Hart's the only Celtic player to come out with like. That doesn't deserve criticism over the last few games. Um, uh, normally, you know, I would join you on that bandwagon, but it's Barnaby. He gets, he doesn't get yeah, pushed, yeah, and then yeah. pretends not he not does, rather it. than try and win yeah. the header. Anyway, yeah, just be strong. Man. The, the com- yeah, sorry, your compliment. The for compliment, Scott, yeah. Com- well, it's, we deny it's Fairly that. self-explanatory. Uh, you know, a couple of penalties later, but there you go. Um, All right, Craig. <laughs> <Are we in? laughs> just cannot believe they weren't given. By the way, I know the com- but we're going. The down. compliment is congrats on going top of the league. Uh, Thank uh, you. It's, it's good to see you time. celebrating like the league has already been won, which it's not. N-
0: not at all. Pretty I'm sure just saying chat it was over. Yeah, it is. I, over. <laughs> I never said it was over. I have not uttered those words. I'm <laughs> not talking about Pat. Oh, right. I was, I was, no, I was all right, right. The turn of optimist. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just the mem-
1: momentum's everything in football and I just think Celtic oh. don't have a drop of it and Rangers have got all of it. And I hate to say I told you so, but I've, I have called this coming for a long time.
2: Well that's that's where we're going to start To be honest with you Pat Um, My question would be to you one A a phrase similar to you in a group chat Do you think that it's now to the stage where The Celtic fans And the actual overall feeling around the club Are impacting the results um, And causing the drift Of momentum?
1: No I think Roger said it himself I think he said that the the performances Are generating anxiety which is then You know causing an inability Particularly at home to, to stop Us from closing games out the you know the first half against come on it was good like it was a reasonably solid half of football for celtic and the fans were right behind them where fans get exasperated is the lack of strength and depth coming on the pitch you know it, I, i'm i'm like a broken record every single week but i've been banging on about the recruitment last summer and the rec- the, the lack of recruitment this january and it always comes home to the point always is the same but also Questions, serious questions now need to be asked of the manager. Like, I don't know if you've seen the viral clip that's going about of the 14 passes in Celtic's own half without being able to pass it into the midfield. I did, and yeah. it, honestly, it's the, funny. It is diabolical. A good, it's yeah. diabolical. It's <laughs> diabolical. Like, it is seriously, seriously bad. And there's there's lots of stats you could spin to say that, you know, it's not the crisis that it's been made out to be. But it absolutely is. The vibe of the club and the the mood of the support, I don't think it's un, unwarranted. Uh, I think performances are not there Celtic fans will get behind a, a manager if the results are poor, if the performances are good and they proved that under Ange we could see what we, we could see what we were trying to do I think the result over Rangers at New Year papered over a lot of cracks and gave us a lot of impetus because we still had January to go but two weeks before that I called for Rodgers to go um, Still feeling the same way? I thought my opinion on it had changed and uh, no, I, I, wouldn't be upset whatsoever if he went, and I can't believe I'm saying that from, from how I felt at the start of the season when I'm coming back, had so much optimism. Just shows you what recruitment does in football and how it can just destroy. I thought, I thought a team. you might say that this week,
2: Pat, and I just wanted to ask you a quick question on that. Um, because for me, there's there's a tuple, a tuple, a couple of different types of managers that you can you can obviously get in football, and it's, I, f- I found what Aberdeen did quite interesting, where they went and got like a Neil Warnock, who's like almost like a larger than life character, will drag momentum into a club. Have a few, have a feel good factor around it and stuff like that. Do Celtic if you got rid of Rodgers, get someone in like that for the next six months and just try and get some fan connection
1: back. No, because they, like what... I guarantee you, the board would bring money back. <laughs> That's where I'm at now. I have no faith in the Celtic board that it wouldn't be Gordon Strachan and Neil Lynn as an interim. And tell me you just don't as feel a the cheap same.
0: option, just as a cheap option. If I...
1: if Gordon Strachan got announced as the next Celtic manager, I would not be in the least bit surprised. How how um. How would that go down generally with Celtic Oh, fans? I think it would be the final straw. Scotty goes on about sharks getting thrown. I think you'd be looking for a blue whale. <laughs> just getting more <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure I've seen Martin saying <laughs> He's not
2: completely
1: given up on on, uh, on managerial. I think that's one but, that would buy a lot of sentimentality with Celtic sport, but it would be the same thing dressed up a different way. Yeah, would you? I just, I just, I'm
2: on probably similar lines to Pat, where I don't, I generally like, it. there's not one name that springs to mind if you get Rogers out. Like,
1: it's not. I would get Knudsen from Bodo Glimp. He's still available. He's still available. That would be my first pick in an instant. But before any new managers, I actually, I think the nepotism and the the people that run the club, they're they're taking supporters for granted now. Like the the chairman Michael Nicholson, like takes home what seven hundred grand for making a joke about Rangers getting a penalty at the AGM, and we're watch, we're watching managed decline. How yeah, Celtic? Job, how Celtic mm-hmm. have gone from such a position of strength? To now, and dress up however you want. As a board, your job is to run the entire club, and they've lost the fan base, so something has gone wrong. The 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 football is pish. The performances are terrible, and I just I don't know where I'm at. Like the we we knew that strength and depth was a problem. When we had a full strength squad, we played quite well in the Champions League for the big games. Take a few players out of that eleven. It's it's madness. It all comes down to recruitment.
2: Is there any part of you that is? Is there any part of you that just thinks this is a little bit of a natural cycle, though, and it's just because Celtic have had so much success in the last kind of fifteen twenty years that it seems like it's a crisis, but really,
1: I like, think every team. I think yeah. I think yeah, it's a good point. But every team, every team has a cycle, and I think the performances start to tail off when the players knew that Andrew's leaving. But again, that is the point where you invest in the squad and you buy fewer players of genuine quality for the same amount of money as spending. Well, however much however many millions it was on duds it all comes down to recruitment and the recruitment is led by peter Lowell's son
0: and it it's it's mind-boggling you're saying that i think i think very similar to like what we've went through it's like we just bought players for a manager system and now what we're doing is we're now trying to find the right players for if you want to call it like the Rangers way of playing or you know you need to find those players that fit your system rather than fit a manager you need to then f- get a manager that can mate, I don't work with more adaptable players you know I, I do mean this as a slight
1: Scott but I don't even know if you'd maybe agree with me I actually don't think this Rangers team under Philip Clement have hit their full stride yet I actually still don't think no. you're very good I think I just think Celtic go no. worse I, I, think I think I it's like I, at the moment it seems a battle of who is the who is the least bad
0: yeah <laughs> I, I because like there's no there's no convincing me that you know this team up until come on, you know if it was still Beal in charge nobody saw this resurgence just sat by under players Beal yeah well you know what I mean but under you him, him you know like note, there's always a happy yeah. news story yeah. somewhere
1: yeah. in there
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see the <a> statement <laughs> afterwards the statement afterwards is even worse Celtic so go bring what? in
1: Beal bet you
0: well actually speaking, speaking sorry. Stephen, speaking of that, somebody actually phoned in, I mean, Clyde one and said they want it's not bad that they would take you, <laughs> Bill. And I'm thinking, Jesus, mate, were you not watching the the first half of the season? No, but I don't know. I, I, I agree, like I do think that with us, nobody you, you couldn't have seen this coming with this group of players. You know, everyone in whether they liked them or not, probably in their heart of hearts thought we've got a mountain to climb, and that was only in September. Do you know I mean? And now, look where we are. So, I, I do think you're right. I, I think, okay, you can blame recruitment, yes, to, to a large proportion. But the manager's also got to try and get the best out of the, the squad that he's working with. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. And one thing I you would know? say,
2: just because, Pat, I don't overly disagree with you, and it's part of this segment of this podcast, so we'll move on to a little bit further. But Rangers have won 22 to 24 games. Is that what we said at the start? 22 to 24. So, it's not like, I know you're saying, oh, Rangers are not at the full stride and they're not great and stuff. That's some record. That is but some record
0: consistency.
2: This is consistency, a, and I mean, one of those games was against Celtic. So, out with playing Celtic, Rangers have dropped points in one game, which was Aberdeen, which was Aberdeen, which was, which yeah, was one of his
0: early games. Yeah, that's that's, that's
2: remarkable. Now, I don't, think I agree with you. I don't think they've been great in every game, but I mean it was a struggle at the weekend. I'll get your thoughts on that in a minute, Scotty. But
0: yeah, yeah. I,
2: it's an interesting one for Celtic, and you've got. I think Celtic fans have also got to remember: you are genuinely what a point behind, two points behind,
1: two points behind. But like two points like, on it, three goals. Uh, this is the lowest. There. This is the lowest point in the season for me. That 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 felt like the bubble bursting.
2: Yeah, and one thing I would say, but and let's I, move on. Yeah. Let's move on to now, Scotty. You'll probably address it here: is that now the shoes on the other foot? It's it's a very different proposition being the underdog yeah. and chasing, and and now yep. ranges the top. Do they have enough to stay top? Do you see a mentality shift in terms of it's now Celtic chasing you guys, and how do you think the club will deal with that?
0: I think that's obviously that that is the million dollar question. It's like, can we sustain being top now with the pressure of being the the chased? You know, we've been chasing that league for so long, or the lead for so long. We're now we're now there. Are we? Do we have the mentality? And I think something we've spoken about a a lot on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, you've criticised. Tavernier a lot Fairly. Saying that he's You know like which, Yeah sometimes he's right Sometimes You know It's been a bit A bit harsh But I, I I think With him You know he's He's been there He's been pretty consistent Okay he's maybe not scored Or he's not But he got a hat trick of assists At home at Ross County Then he steps up And takes two pressure penalties You know It was 1-0 With like 15 minutes to go
1: it was still second then though
0: no but the thing is still a pressure penalty like you guys dropped his points the day before it's like a chance to he knows that if he bag, buries this it's going to be pretty much a Rangers win takes us top so I think there is a maybe a mentality shift and that does stem from the manager I think a player that has been heavily criticised this season is Todd Cantwell you know you look at his performances at the start of the season he looked like he couldn't really be bothered you know looked like he was just kind of going through the motions as a player and now there, there seems to be a, an entirely different mindset and he's not as petulant, he's not He's not trying to fight people, he's just getting on with the job, he's just he, he's working hard, he's running so I, I think that's evident that there has been a mentality shift for us Whereas it's the opposite, the opposite to true of Celtic I think we've yeah. gone from being a really you know, a
1: team, it's ironically a word that Roger's used to use all the time of character, like under Ange if, you know, if that if that had been that Camaronic game had been under Ange, I saw someone on Celtic Twitter saying, if that had been under Ange, I'd have still backed Celtic to to win that four-one, score three goals in five minutes. Yeah. yeah, you knew that there was no chance we were going to go up the park and score after that. This team, like Camaronic, actually had a lot of really good chances as huh? well. This team is so wasn't soft. like a fluke. Yeah, we're, we're, the performances are honestly dreadful. I, I I would normally I I think Rangers off. Always struggle with the tag of being favourites. You know, I think the, the, the run to it was a while ago, but the run to Europa League final was sort of case in point where you weren't expected to beat anyone until you got to Frankfurt and then everyone suddenly thought, oh my God, it's only Frankfurt.
0: Yeah, we, we've smashed to the bigger oppositions and.
1: Always when the hype is bigger. Yeah. There's always hype when Rangers play Celtic to say, this is where we'll get you, we're going to smash you, can't yeah. wait, battle fever well, on.
2: Let, let me phrase that question to you then, Pat. Do you think you'll see a different Celtic now
1: that they're second and they're chasing Rangers? I hope so. But I can't see it. the The mood music is just too, but you, too bad. I don't have faith in Rogers turning it around or changing things. You know, I, I don't. I don't think he's got. I don't. I think Rogers should be doing better with the squad that he has, right? But I, I get it comes down to the players at his disposal. Like, there's only so much he can do. Like this, Nicholas Kuhn. You want to give the guy some time, but just but, offered absolutely not. We've got wingers that don't do anything. They're I, all doing what James
0: Forrest does in hide but again I, I, champions. I think that's kind of similar to us you know look at Rabi Matondo for the last two seasons has been nowhere to be or Scott Wright or, you know there's people like that in our team as well that you're thinking what the hell do you offer but the, our managers come in and getting a tune out of them and I think you know Rogers, being the manager that he is with the, with the CV that he's got should be getting a lot more out of there's players, a lot of narrative you know? on
1: there's a lot of narrative amongst Celtic fans that want to that just say it's almost like a drain the swamp mentality yeah. get the club rinsed and under new ownership fresh thinking modernise we used to laugh <laughs> at the idea of Jesus Celtic mate, being run like a Brentford or a Brighton but actually so we, so we have to survive mate I would I would take that in a heartbeat now. I, fresh I think, thinking and I think the Celtic fans would Yeah,
0: sorry I think that's where we were going like yeah, you know with the Nils Coppin appointment and looking at other markets that I, I think I mentioned this before that then comes with a mentality shift from the support you know, be a bit more patient with new signs, but I, I'm sorry, I think that's an absolute mental thing to say that like you want your entire new ownership. Because look at the success you guys have had. Do you mean we've, we have? You ask any Rangers fan, and being honest, like they would love to have the success domestic that you guys have had over the. Of course, but the last you know,
1: there but, comes a point of time where you get fed up of failing to build from a position of strength, and. It makes you. It generally makes you question why. Why are the Celtic board clearly more complacent than the Celtic fans? Because every time the the standards are slipping, the Celtic fans are the first to say so. You know, you don't. People don't say this, about Real Madrid. You know, if they have a bad season, then people get people get sacked for it. People lose their job, and that's the mentality. in In Scotland, Celtic are the big fish in the big pond. We should demand the same standards. When, when performances aren't right, when something isn't right, things change. It doesn't tend to happen with 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 the Celtic team. I'm using Madrid as a yeah. loose analogy but I'm not complaining <laughs> sort <of, yeah>, for <laughs> God's sake. Like, Me and Scott have both had the exact same facial expressions there at the same time. Yeah, no, but I'm saying the ex- the expectation to win is the same and to perform and the fans are always the first to to notice when standards are slipping and you know the frustration is we call it we call it every single time it happens. We say something's. This isn't right. We need investment, and nothing happens until it's far too late. Celtic's board are reactive and not proactive, and we want a proactive would say,
2: club. Would you say you're more disappointed with the domestic performances or the European performances? And where do you, where does a fan base stand on that? Do you think domestic, a lot of the domestic like this season domestic performances? I, I I can't. This is this is the point I go back to. Like you, you've won eleven in the last twelve. I I could totally I thought understand you meant this the European. Season. No, no, sorry, I mean in general, because it's not just a, you're saying it's, it's a continual
1: failure to build, but build on what? You've won the league eleven in the last 12 years. I, I dream of Celtic being a club that goes further in Europe as a regular Champions League club that can compete with teams like Porto or Benfica. And I don't think that's too much to ask, because if you look across the other side of Glasgow, they've proved that European success is possible.
0: We're owners of Portugal.
1: I don't see why Celtic can't. It feels like the Celtic fans dream of a high, dream of a higher standard than the board do, and I don't think it's because they're unrealistic. I think it's because they see that there's money available and it's not
0: being spent. But is that contingent on the market that we operate in? The like market of no, Scottish football. Look no, no, look what I understood. But then that's that's a one-off spatty. But
1: it's not a one-off. It was you sign a good, you sign a great manager, and we but we spent millions on Jota. Yeah, you don't Carter you don't give the board and, any credit for that. Because it was definitely that's what I mean Ange has paid no, no, no,
2: sorry what I'm saying is no no sorry what I'm saying is the board aren't getting any credit for bringing
1: engine yeah so they appointed a manager who then ran the recruitment team and the, that's a brilliant well, that's a, that's even better that's the best possible recruitment you could ever do so then why bring Brendan Rodgers in saying you want to make a mark in Europe and then don't back him uh, did they really yeah i I get what you're saying I just think that they did get credit when they brought engine but what what's happened is Andrews just papered over Like like the Rangers result This season is papered over cracks And that on a grand scale It's uh, We could go in circles Talking about this for a long time But The long lineup. and the short of it is This is a really poor Celtic team I think we've got a good manager Who's not getting enough Out of the squad And something just feels It's got it's. I felt in January It was going to go I, I think I said on the pod This is going to go One of two ways We're going to invest heavily And have a good end to the season And look to build to the future or nothing's going to happen, we'll get some sort of loan signing and it'll th- the wheels will come off and I think the latter is what's happening. Well, what I will say is it's made for an absolutely fascinating
2: conclusion to the season because I don't think there's, there's going to be a point gap of any more from a neutral point of view of any more kind of five points. So I do think it's yeah. going to be on until the end of the season and it will be interesting to see how Rangers... Really? I think Rangers
1: will win it by more than 10 points. How of here hear first?
2: Well, what I was going to ask you there, Scotty, because Patrick touched upon it is that the drop off in Celtic standards. Now, do you think this Rangers team is anywhere near the standard of Gerrard's title winning team? Or do you buy into the the, the notion that the Celtic team is just falling off a cliff?
0: <laughs> um the, I don't think we've got the same calibre of player that we had under Gerard. You look at like Jermaine Defoe, for example, you, you know, Cyril Desos is nowhere near a Jermaine Defoe. You know, you look at the defence we had, we had an outstanding defence, like Lois. Goals conceded in the league Was it 13 14 goals All season You know So I, I think Individually Sorry No crowds Doesn't But still You you won, you, you won a, you won a you trophy o- it doesn't matter, it just... You you want a trophy Over a Zoom call mate So let's Let's not throw Stones in glass houses Okay You right? didn't win it Over a Zoom call You you won it over a Zoom call The pandemic hit And then Peter Law Picks That's up the I mean, phone You couldn't even win it on Zoom uh, Well we won it the next year The more important year Anyway We stopped the big The big ten Sitting is all in a meltdown. But to answer your question, before I was rudely rudely interrupted, um, I don't think this this current team uh, has got the same caliber of player as the title winning team. But I do think there is a mentality that under pressure, we might see a different side. You know, like whereas obviously you're making a point there, Pat, about us not playing in front of fran- fans and folding when the pressure was on and. And to a degree, I I can understand your point, but obviously, we had a commanding lead at that point, you know. So, you were still miles in front, but there's that pressure every week to just keep winning, which we were doing. And then, obviously, when Ange came in, it was we kind of fell off a cliff. But I think now this squad has, I I do think there's a mentality shift. I really do. I do think we've we've turned that corner and we're just going to see results out. I think however, okay. and I think- however, however, they are like you know. Sorry, you're talking about like Saturday. There wasn't the nicest of performances. It wasn't wasn't lovely football, you know. But take the Ross County game for example, or the Aberdeen at home game. The football we were on, they were playing, was absolutely outstanding. That was the best I've seen Rangers look for quite a while. And then obviously you go to Saint John'son or Saint Mirren. It's more direct because the pitch, the conditions, the the team you're playing. We're not. We're no longer just trying to, oh, play our game and that. You know, it doesn't work. We'll just try something. We'll, we'll keep doing the same thing. It's like, nah. If it, if we can't play nice football, we're just going to ram it down your throat. Kind of, you know, kind of approach. And that's, and that's the difference. I think that's why I believe there is that mentality shift. Yeah, you've got a, good, you've got a good manager. You've oh, brilliant! Man, you've got you've got a better oh, manager. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think you've. I don't
1: think you'll have to be that great to beat Celtic to lead the season. No, I'm now a point. I I don't think it's over by any stretch. No, but I will be surprised if Celtic win the league from here.
0: I I think it's like like Stephen touched on it. It's going to be a a, you know a close finish to the end of the season, and I I do think there's probably still more points to be dropped by both teams. And I think that's a credit to other teams, like Kilmorek and Hearts, especially. You know, are playing so well right now, and this is probably the best. Best they've been for quite a while, you know. So credit to them. I, I do think there's maybe a reason why we're not going to these places and performing as we should, or you know, they're coming to our grounds. And we're not maybe playing the best football because they're good teams. They're not allowing us to do that. So yeah. In short, I do think Celtic so have fallen off a slight wee cliff. I'm not saying they're they're not they're never going to go away. We're not going to run away with it. I'm not saying that we're going to go and run away with the league now but I do think it's going to be a I'd rather be in this position um, we're in right now to be the chase you know be the the leaders of the pack and just keep grinding at results
2: I still think it's going to be decided by the by the games between both the of I, th- I think those yeah I think those two games and it's, it's, it, there's, they're six pointers aren't And they they're massive and they're massive for um, confidence and stuff if Rangers get beat in the next old go fan go game it would just it'll just go back to where it was Celtic actually played Rangers this weekend in the women's game. Yep. Um, and I actually, we, we, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen in the news that the away fan allocation was taken away from Celtic. The game was played at Ibrox due to what was posed as security issues. And um, I'm going to ask you boys your opinions on some of the stuff um, on this, but I'd, I'd like to read out a statement, if that's okay, from um, Caitlin Hayes, who plays for Celtic. And she's taken to Instagram and she's written, football without fans is nothing. Today, women's football in Scotland was let down, and a weekend where the Emirates was sold out and the growth of the game took an applause, the same could not be said 401 miles away. You simply can't advertise a fixture based upon the opportunity to see representation on a stage with the false intent to grow the game when the same opportunity isn't there for the opposition. Take colours away, and you're denying opportunity for young girls in particular to see what they can be, if they dream that dream. The dream isn't exclusive to the colours you wear, but inclusive to all, just like the foundation the women's game was built upon. Whatever the circumstances may be, don't host it if you can't accommodate, plan and fund accordingly. It's the reputation of the game that gets damaged, a reputation we're all collectively building. Now... I think that's, quite a, that's, a, that's a footballer and that's a powerful statement for a footballer to write. A couple of things I want to touch upon there is we've, we've said in this podcast before that we haven't hidden away from the fact that we think the SFA are an absolute disgrace when it comes to things less like and the ticket allocation and the actual strength they have to, to enforce these changes but I also think a lot of it comes down to the club boys um, and you obviously both represent either side of Glasgow. I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that as a whole and the whole point of this podcast is to promote the fact that Rangers and Celtic fans can literally get around the table and get things done. Where where are the next steps? Where can we go from here in terms of solving these problems? Because I think the most staggering part is that in England they seem to be getting it right in terms of the women's game and just the structure overall and we seem to be really letting ourselves down. And I'll start with you, Pat, please.
1: I think Caitlin Hayes is absolutely spot on. It'll come as no surprise to hear, pe- to hear people say that. It, it, something just doesn't feel right. You know, it feels to me as if, how long has this game been planned for? How long have Rangers known that this game is going to happen? And if you're expecting high numbers of tickets to be sold for a women's game, which is brilliant, then it's on the home club to make suitable security and travel con- arrangements. And if Rangers fail to do that, then it's on them. Like, I don't want to make this a point scoring exercise, but I struggle to see why with such late notice from what I've read and from what I can gather from Caitlin Hayes' statement it seems like it was a hastily made decision coming in the same week where was it Josh Windass confirmed that you know he found out from Rangers that the reason they cut the Celtic allocation was because they couldn't handle getting beat regularly
0: I've said that to you before like that was probably a part of the decision making at the time and you know I've said to you in both that you know I do think we need to get on the table and sort this out because it's a spectacle at the end of the day and we're not Using this spectacle Now With The majority of what Caitlin Hayes has said I, You know I agree Like we're supposed to be a plat- Using this is a platform To promote the B- before
2: game you, Before you Sorry Sky Before you start F- I, I'm shocked that your club Released a statement <laughs> Statement of um, C it <laughs> ranger statement read it is with regret that all tickets purchased by celtic fc supporters for sunday's match at ibrox have sadly had to be cancelled intelligence received by rangers and celtic on thursday suggests groups of risk supporters in significant numbers had purchased tickets from celtic's allocation rangers called on urgent operational meeting between both clubs and police scotland with police scotland indicating they would need to deploy a sizeable resource at short notice as opposed to initially being a police free fixture so that's that's kind of the line they're going down. Now obviously I don't want we it's not our position to speculate on um, on police matters no. etc but for me it just seems like there's so many organisations Scotland, that could have got involved the SFA should have been Involved in this, um, Rangers and Celtic should have planned it better. I don't understand why it was a police-free event in the first place. Yeah,
0: it shouldn't be a police. But like I,
2: I, I, think with all due respect, we know the we know clubs. Yeah. these clubs have these issues. We know what's going on. Yeah. In, not even that. The, the, the volume of supporters, beforehand. the amount of supporters like, going. You'd need, you'd need a high exactly, police presence. Exactly, like you can't imagine them and it's no. at the <laughs> weekend being a police. But f- I, I
0: don't think you can. I don't think from that. I don't think you can put the sole blame on Rangers I think that's a bit unfair when I'm not trying to no, put no, the sole I, blame on Rangers No, no. I, I'm just saying to both of you I don't, that's why I wanted yeah, to be that I, I don't think you can put the, the sole blame on Rangers because in a day you're working with you know you're one party of, of an organisation you know you're trying to get around the table to sort this out with you know Police Scotland and Celtic so if they're not if other uh, parties aren't willing to cooperate or get around the table and find a, a fixable solution then it's not. I don't think. I don't think you can blame Rangers solely. I think
1: ultimately the buck stops and you know those the home team. No,
0: yeah, but I think. I think as well. If because if, what I've read and seen on socials is that Rangers did say to Celtic, "We only want to cancel these risk supporters. That's all we want to do." Because the high risks, the high risk supporters, yeah. you know, the ones that are, have that security, the intelligence security risk that have been flagged. Now, for me, like you know, I had family members going to that the game at the weekend and you know they're young young children and high risk were they really. uh, could have been depends on the result but <laughs> you know you, you look at that to me that's what the women's game is it's you know it's a family more of a family orientated you're getting the, the children and the young kids involved to watch the game you, you can't have like the supporters you know looking to cause trouble at these events it's not what it's about and we're trying to obviously we, we both can agree that we don't see the place for that in the game, but I, I just think, you know, that, it's a security issue, you've got a lot Sadly, of families, young people, you, you know, you've got to think about that as well. It's you just know,
1: another case of women's football being let down by this country, and the saddest yeah. thing is, I can't say I'm surprised that it no, happened. but I think I, but football but in, in general has been
0: is being like let down in this country, mate. It's not just women, I mean, the women's game is a lot of, pros- you know, prosperity with it, and we should be trying to maximise that, but, I, I do agree that it has been let down, but it's not just women's football. It's the whole entirety of the game I think, in this country.
1: I don't think I, any of the three of us can, can explain it any better. No. You know, Hayes has already explained it, and she's right, because ultimately there's there's young girls there that wanted to go and see their team play, and they can't, and that's... that's my, like, my
0: real question yeah. for you
2: boys is, it is it got to the stage now where Rangers and Celtic have to take the SFA out of the equation and get around the table themselves and actually just properly sort out as clubs or is it for the Scottish football fan or fans in general to actually now say listen this if we have to sort this out
0: I i don't know because obviously it, it did start with Rangers pulling you know the the allocation and then obviously it's now gotten to the, the stage where nobody gets a ticket for either game right that's not good for anyone so if the SFA aren't going to sit down and, and the SPFL aren't going to sit down and sort this out with the two of them then obviously the clubs will have to go down together. But will they? Are they at that stage of communication with each other? Will they want to do that? The, probably not. You it's
1: know, if they can't,
0: if they can't, if they can't agree. Sorry, if they can't agree to cut a small minority of risk supporters tickets due to the overall safety concerns. Then what hope do we actually have of them sitting around and sorting out the entire problem? of, of a allocation for the whole season?
1: Well, it seems to me like. It's one or both of these things, right? One is that they have failed to organise this properly, which they have, or they've underestimated the amount of interest in this fixture. And if it's either of those reasons, and I think it's both, then it's it's shameful, and it should never have
0: been allowed to happen. No, but I don't. Th- I, I'm. I still stand by. I don't think you can. Like, if you've got intelligence to suggest that there, you know, there's a section of Ultras attending a football match with the sole intent and purpose of
1: they so maybe don't plan for it to be a police-free event.
0: No, that also yeah, that also shouldn't be a police. But then, <laughs> is that not between both clubs because of the, the 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 willingness to pay for the security for the game? Because it's not just one club, is it? Is it not both clubs that pay for the security? I think home club liable. For, I think home clubs home club is liable. Security. Right. Well, but all is man all is going to lead to now is Celtic doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And then we're stuck, we're going in the same bloody merry-go-round. It's Groundhog Day all over again. And, you know, I I think for the good of the game, not just the women's game, but the good of the, the overall game of football in Scotland, they need to do better. So let's move on
2: to trivia questions, boys. Now, Pat's had to come up with two this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm gonna do to make sure that he's actually got that second one prepared is I'm gonna let Scotty boy go first so the boys have been doing incredibly well with these so heavy Rain is still have in we? place I think he's a the remarkable improvement no, good. remarkable right, improvement he's just cursed us now ain't <laughs> <texting each> he
0: <laughs> also means with. I have to do less planning so yeah. I'll keep praising you as long as you keep doing it right <laughs> so Scotty your question for Pat please mate okay this is should hopefully still be fresh in your memory Pat cast your mind back to the first game of the season who was the first goal scorer for Celtic? David Turnbull. Oh, he's got it out of the bag. Look at that. Yeah, Game set match. Well done, sir. See, I, see you you had a wee look of terror on your face. I wasn't gonna do that to you. You've had no, enough. When you this say week.
1: cast your mind back, it's normally nineteen sixty three or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was nineteen seventy
1: two, you know. <laughs> well Scotty, I uh yeah, second go question I've come it. up with. Uh, Here we go. Oh, God. The, my first question obviously was when were you last top, but <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe too predictable.
0: August 20th. Would you have got that? Would you have got that? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a black hole in my memory, mate. It's been 84 years, as the <laughs> meme goes. Um, so,
1: anyway, I thought I'd just reverse the question I asked you uh, in the last pod, uh, where I think it was your birthday in the last one, and I asked you the... Five oldest players mm-hmm. Now I think asking for all five here is a bit cruel So what okay. I'm going to do is uh, Award you the answer if you can get the youngest one But uh, also just interested to see If you can get any other play- Rangers players That are in the top five youngest players Ever to feature for your club okay. But really because you've not given me a multiple choice I'm just looking for the top one Are we doing it the same uh, same standards Or was it the
2: all, all 21st century All since like no. no, not this time So Ever
1: Yeah,
0: but I think it's a f- it's fairly prominent Oh my god, the like this guy. Yeah, thanks. Matt, I know one. The, the first one I can think of is Bailey Rice, but 60. Bailey Rice old. is second on the list. Fucking hell. See if number one's like. It's a, half
1: but, it's a half point. It's
0: a half point. Number one's probably about like 1872 no, I or something, you know? Right? I, I think you'll
1: kick yourself if you don't get number one. Oh, okay. I think I know who number one is, and I'm going to yeah. impose a time limit.
0: Okay. Oh, 30, um, 30 seconds. Um,
1: I'll decide but yeah fill the silence
0: <laughs> yeah. then. Uh, okay so um, it's a audio production I think Leon King is another one
1: well but is it is he the top one
0: oh we're not doing um, nah I don't nah don't make him do an order I just want to see if he gets
1: all five Leon King is not one he's not number I mean, one he? or he's not on the list uh, at all He's not. He's not on. No, he's not on the list. I'm going to
2: give, give you seven guesses. I'm going to
0: give you seven. i Ask us seven to get all five. Jesus, seven Christ. to get all five. Fuck you. Uh, no, you better speed up. I've already told you. There's no chance. Nah, to no t- am t- I don't think I'm going to get all five. I think some of them are probably. Uh, oh, Derek Johnson. Nope. Right. No? So no? now you have to get them all right. He was pretty young when he made his debut. Was he not? Oh, 16, 17, mm, something. That? No. Um, fuck it. I'm honestly, this is a good question, mate. It's stumped me here. Uh, we don't often give youngsters a, a chance, so I'm not not uh, used to uh This is almost oh, tough, tough uh, Mediator, come on. I'm stuck honestly. I, I like Bailey <laughs> Rice was Right. Yeah, you've chucked out uh, first John Fleck though. First mm. is oh. not John Fleck. John Fleck is, is he on it? He's eighth. Oft. Barry Ferguson, but he was eighteen, was he not? No, mate. Uh, that's what I mean. Derek Ferguson is the youngest player ever to play for Rangers. is it? he? he
1: yeah wow he was 16 years and one month Six- wow Jesus. I thought it was fairly obvious you know Ferguson no, family
0: no like true like, Blue I didn't <laughs> realise I didn't realise he was, was 16 I thought he might have been like 17 or something no, I feel
1: this was Derek Ferguson first then Bailey Rice which Scotty did get then Tom Walsh Um. exactly <laughs> the silence is over before,
0: before my time then I'm, I don't think I'm getting the spelling right, but uh, Paul and Seal. Oh, oh, yeah. yep. Last was that 2022, something was, like? yeah, yeah. Against Hearts. Uh, nope. How can you remember that? But you're not. I a, don't I know. Just if remember that.
1: That's when my mate. Honestly. And then the fifth was Zach Lovelace, which was an amazing. Se- name. Was he
0: not seven? Was he seventeen at the time? Nope. He was sixteen years
2: and seven months. Was he fucking yeah. Well, to be fair. It seemed like Scott was winning every episode when Celtic were actually winning games of football. So it's nice to see Tides that of the reverse is, the Oh, reverse come
0: on right. now. That's poor. <laughs> you got it wrong. I know. <laughs> I got half a point. I got You're half a point. Close. I got half a point. Out of five. Right, well done.
2: <laughs> Moving on to predictions. And to be honest with you, boys, it's actually stayed the same for the last few weeks. I don't think any of us have actually guessed and in Celtic Green dropping points. So we have, the scoreboards are Patrick on 45, Steve on 43. Oh, Scott! sorry, Scotty. Scotty has caught up with me. Scotty is also on 43. Yep, get
0: um, it of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've pulled it out the back with, a, with an eight-point recovery, mate. Actually, that,
2: Congratulations on being joint last. A,
0: this is a title race as well.
2: Exactly. So... Right, when Scotty gets top the deal, he'll fold like his team he'll be fine
0: Pressure yeah, will get to me <laughs> So predictions for the Folding next set of fixtures,
2: gentlemen Scotty I'm going to come to you first yep. We actually have three sets now that we're doing our podcasting in, uh, every fortnight So Rangers games first please you have Rangers versus Hearts at Ibrox yep. Kilmarnock versus Rangers uh, at Kilmarnock And then, and then
1: you've the written Mark, Ranger, Ranger versus Motherwell <laughs> And then you have Rangers versus Motherwell Only one player is playing that day <laughs>
0: I yeah I think uh, I'm gonna I think it's gonna be a really tough game. Uh, 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 all three games are gonna be tough, so I'm gonna say Rangers two, Hearts one. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say the same score again: Rangers two, Kilmarnock at one, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say three 0 Rangers for Motherwell. Pat,
1: same games. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same as Scott: Rangers two, Hearts one. I'd have loved to have done a one all draw there, but just just copy me, I do, Hearts don't do well. Brooks, I don't think. Okay. Kelly Rangers, I'm going to say one-one. Yeah, I I'm. I I think that was that's a very good shout. I me, I certainly hope it's one-one. And I'm going to say Rangers. I mean, you have your
2: ability to do your own score, Scott. But I nah,
0: but i have got to be positive.
2: Eh? Rangers five, my goal nil. Woofed. I'm going to go with Rangers three hearts one. I think they'll show their class. I'm going to go with the same as Pat for the Kilmarnock game. i'll go one-one. And I'm gonna go for Rangers to beat Motherwell 3-0. So Celtic games, Scotty, you're up first again. You've got Motherwell versus Celtic, Celtic versus Dundee, and then Hearts versus Celtic. Oh, it's brutal. That is brutal.
0: Oh, that's it, that's it. Right, I'm gonna say Motherwell one, Celtic three. That really, really tight game. Celtic-Dundee yeah. well it could be but they might get two penalties in the last minute <laughs> uh, Celtic-Dundee I think it'll be 2-0 Celtic and Hearts I think it's going to be a score draw 1-1 what's, what's Hearts going to beat them 2-0?
1: <laughs> I think it'll be Motherwell 1 Celtic 2 yep Celtic 1 Dundee 0 oh and a consonant please Stephen <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it will be Hearts 2 Celtic 0 no. Wow no, I'll do this Benning quickly boys because I've just realised
2: I've got 3% on my laptop so I'm going to go with uh, Celtic to win 3-1 against no sorry 2-1 against Motherwell I'm going to copy Pat on that one I'm going to go Celtic to beat Dundee 3-0 no, and I'm going to go for Hearts to beat Celtic 2-1
0: You've been listening
1: to The Boy and The Bear. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us your thoughts to theboyandthebear at gmail.com and please also do send this podcast on to people you think might like it.
2: And please do follow us on our social channels, Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter, at boybearpod. And we are also on YouTube now at the boy and the bear podcast. Hail, hail, lads. Follow, follow. See you in a couple of weeks, boys. Pleasure as always. Bye.